the need for belonging and connection and trust and safety, like physical safety, but psychological safety to be able to do your best work. You know, I think that's always been the case. I think actually it's the corporations and the companies that are waking up to the fact that their employees need this and that there's, I've seen a real, um, a real push and, and transition to supporting that way of thinking. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About EX, the podcast that discusses workplace culture, experience, well-being and more. I'm your host, Ryan McGrory, founder of Exona, and I'm joined on this episode by Verity Bell, Vibe Manager at the innovative and exciting Dovetail. I've known Verity for a few years now and can say that she's not only a fantastic person, but she's extremely passionate and knowledgeable on the topics of employee experience, engagement and culture. She's built wellness programs, she's led global event strategies and designed some of the most awesome experiences in her previous role in EX at Atlassian, where she spent just over a decade with. I was fortunate enough to have her on the podcast to chat about some big ideas, challenges and opportunities in the area of EX and Verity was an awesome guest to listen to and learn from. I hope you enjoy. Verity, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. Good news. What's been happening? What have you been up to? Oh, a little bit. Um, that I've seems like a lie up. already. Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm lying straight, straight off that. Sorry. <laughs> got a, I should get a um, lie detector right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So I have left Atlassian after t- uh, actually nearly 11 years, just shy. Wow. Um, a couple of months ago, and I have gone back to start up life. So I'm currently um, vibe manager for a uh, startup called Dovetail. So wow. um, a bit of change, change of scenery. 10,000 uh, folks at Atlassian back down to about 70 at Dovetail. Right. Wow. Jeez. So this is your second round of working for a startup, but 10 years in between. What's what? What's changed in startup life in 10 years? Anything? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, so di- it's, it's so different, but I think in a good way. I think when I started, so when I started at Atlassian, um, the Sydney office had about 200 people mm. and I got brought in to do um, the staff events and experiences for them, having yep. never done any events before. So I don't know how I've managed that. Um, <laughs> so it was a lot more fumbling. And um, I think I'm blown away this time by how many other people in similar similar roles there are. Like there's a whole group of um, experience managers, mm. uh, employee engagement, vibe managers, um, mm. whereas there was just no one in a similar role or it felt like there was no one in a similar role mm. um, back when I started at Atlassian. So there's like a, a fabulous support system and um, a lot of vendors and stuff have cottoned on to this yeah. type of style of working and, and, and importance on that companies are putting onto um, employee experience, like not just startups. And so there's a lot more like vendors who are willing to help the small guys, whereas um, we were really manual and hands-on for a long time at Atlassian just because we couldn't mm. get anybody else to buy in and help us out with mm. like stocking the pantry and 
you know, like shipping new hire boxes for us instead of doing it ourselves and that kind of thing. Um, so I've enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm able to find people to help me. So that's good. Help is good. I Help agree. So what's um what's important to get right at a startup where vibe is concerned? I mean, it must be a pretty unique opportunity if you're coming in at the ground ground level, essentially. But what's what's important to get right? I think what's really important is the balance. Like it's a really fine line of um, getting ready to scale and putting in processes or workflows or whatever you want to call it in place to help you get there smoothly but not having not rushing through startup life which is great in its own in its own way you know you've got a small bunch of people going after one objective and you know um, there's a really strong community dynamic that doesn't necessarily exist in the same way at that bigger um, scale companies so you don't want to fast forward through all of that good scrappy mm. stuff mm. but you want to set yourself up for success at the same time and it's this constant kind of like push and pull about what you lean into process wise and what you let go of for now until you hit a certain mark um, and just yeah I think that that that's one of the things to get right but I don't know I don't I, I'm sure no one ever really like 100% gets it right you're gonna put things in too early that fall apart or or have to redo things or whatever but um, I think this time around coming from some learnt experiences with Atlassian um, we sort of at Atlassian took over a little bit in the experience like we really owned that space for the company. And I actually think that we should have let them be a little bit more um, and be more supportive of the organic connections, rituals and organic experiences that the staff are building themselves and just sort of leveraging what they're naturally steering towards um, rather than being the ones that set the agenda all, all of the time. So. At Dovetail, I've definitely come in sort of looking for those self-seeded little nuggets of culture and experience that I can just help support rather than coming in and like sweeping, sweeping through the whole thing and structuring it all mm. out. Yeah. I suppose that's what a decade of experience gives you. You can now see those things and it's, geez, it's such a hard thing to do because you give people no guidelines culturally and it could go in heaps of different directions, but then you, you overcook it. And you sometimes, yeah. yeah, you sometimes see, oh, geez, it could have, could have been a step, step or two back from that. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. I think, um, and the work, you know, like work for everyone, the work culture has changed so significantly in the past few years um, that we weren't, you know, we weren't setting Atlassians up to be able to work remotely for the next whoever however long Atlassian works for you know where yeah. where you do need to have a bit more ownership over your personal connections and relationships and how you spend your social time because suddenly the workplace experience and the events team we didn't have the traction that we did when everyone was in office and you know they would come down for the social night on the weekend or whatever like we once we lost that I think we actually might have um impacted the 
expectation of Atlassians or the ability of Atlassians to guide their own experience because we had held them so tightly and we we was we thought we were looking after them right like we're really looking after them they don't have to think about it it's there like there's this whole um structure there for them to fall back on um but when that work shift changed so much I do and they'll find their way again like they will they'll find their way again but I think um I do wonder if maybe we yeah, had held them too tightly. So yeah, not that not to stop the care at dovetail here, but um, just to just being a bit more focused on what's natural and organic and giving them space to run their own things a little bit, I think is important. Having some ownership over their own experience. And is that how you think you you build some of those cultural pieces or you let some of those cultural pieces happen because you let people figure it out or add their own kind of specialness to it yeah 100 percent. and it's what connects you know there's when you build it yourself it's like you know when when you've got kids or that lesson everyone learns at school like if you do the work and you put the effort in the reward is so much greater than if you get given something and it's a little bit like that too I think like um I think they'll find stronger connections and and have more reward if they um have more opportunity to guide and and put their own in, input in and again like back to what you said like that's a that's before it's a it's a balance like where do you take the weight off them so they're not drag you know they can do their work and have the best of both worlds and where do you let them have space to breathe and do it themselves and own it and have that ownership i haven't i haven't spent a lot of time with one organization and having recently moved on to another, I'm sure, because I've done this myself recently as well. It's a kind of period for a bit of reflection. And you think about mm-hmm. oh, you know, when you started your last gig and thinking about that. I was, I was wondering what you feel is the, is the kind of difference now in employee needs from, from 10 years ago. And I know a lot's happened in 10 years, but do you think anything, anything big has changed in that time? You know what? I, I don't think employee. I don't think the employee needs have necessarily changed. Like I think the needs have stayed the same. You know, like the need for belonging and connection and trust and safety, like physical safety, but psychological safety to be able to do your best work. You know, I think that's always been the case. I think actually it's the corporations and the companies that are waking up to the fact that their employees need this and that there's, I've seen a real um, a real push and, and transition to supporting that way of thinking, um, you know, being more strategic in, in, in offerings and benefits and things to get the most out of their employees. I think the, the need's always been there. I think it's the companies that have suddenly worked it out um, and are shifting towards that way. That's kind of interesting. I spoke to someone recently uh, who was saying there's a huge need for this and the need is growing and has grown heaps in the last mm-hmm. two years. And when I say this, I mean to, to provide a great oh, experience, yeah. mm-hmm. but yet the demand is growing at a slower rate, which is, is kind of interesting if you think about it. But the need is high, really high, but demand yeah. is kind of hasn't met it yet. And I think that's the importance of the, of the work that you do because you're there meeting a, a really high need 
in an, in, in an area, thinking of the industry where the demand isn't as high. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, what inspires you to keep doing great work? Like you've moved on to another organisation now, and I'm fairly certain, having known you for, for a year or so, that you want to do great work again. You've always done great work. You want to continue doing great work. But what, what inspires you? What inspires me? I love the creative aspect of it. And I, I think that's always what hooks me in. Like I like doing a range of different things and being challenged in different areas. But like to sit in a room of people with a, with a problem or, you know, how do we get at this in a, a new unique way and like um, spitballing and hearing other people's opinions and, you know, like, I don't know, pulling them all together and rumbling through it and popping out the other side. Like I, I'm always inspired by what a group of highly collaborative people who are listening to each other and, you know, like that drama, like yes and, yes and, yes and game, like where that can lead you to. Like I just, I love that. Like there's just nothing better than that in my mind. And so to find spaces um, where you have that relationship and, and, and trust like there's a lot of trust there, right? To be able to throw silly suggestions out and not be stopped or blocked or, you know, and have it add, um, I think it's important. So, um, yeah, I think that's what inspires me, you know, having a having something that you're trying to retreat, achieve, a question, a problem, and um, coming up with like a creative, interesting way to solve it. Um, yeah, I love that. You touched on something really important there. I think vibe is maybe similar to collaboration and that mm. some companies have it and some companies don't. They have a good vibe or have good collaboration or, or they don't. What are, what are some ways or what are some of the things you need to have that good collaboration? Um, I think openness is really important. Like I think to really hit your stride and to really get the best out of a group of people who all have their own um, backgrounds and, and context and opinions um, to have, to be open with that yourself and to, to be, you know, to have the ability to, to give, but also be open to receiving um, other people's thoughts and opinions too. And then like mixing them up and seeing what you come up with. Um, and to be inquisitive, you know, like to, to understand or like to, to always seek to understand the why if you either don't understand something, disagree with something, but to be inquisitive enough and open enough to investigate, like, oh, why is it that you think that? Also, did it, you know, and go through that, that chain. Um, and then the trust I think you know you, you can't none of that can happen in an environment where people don't feel safe um and that there's not a trust that it's you need it you need an underlying trust that everyone's intention is good and that you're all there to achieve the best outcome and to come in into the, those um collaborative environments and spaces um with that intention and knowing that everyone's on the same page. I think without those ingredients, you, you can get to the end, you can get something out of it, but I think that's the, the, the secret sauce to kind of getting the best out of 
a group of people mm. a collaborative environment I'd selfish motives for for asking that question yeah, so I was taking notes when you were <laughs> when you giving me an answer because I've started playing uh, games with my daughter she's four years old started playing games with her yeah. and and somehow my ideas are all rotten like my ideas are terrible and they're just not listened to and she just you know the game always goes in her direction so I'm taking some of these oh, notes yeah. I've got to give her some feedback and and ask her to be a little more open so thank you appreciate it well, look, I have yet to achieve that with my own three-year-old um <laughs> has very strict demands on how the game must be played she, but luckily she yep. vocalized that at the start like okay we're going to pretend that this, and you're going to walk in and say this and then do this and I'm going to do okay yep she sets the seat and then we just got to role play it out but yeah yeah I haven't hasn't worked for my three-year-old so sorry sorry all right. Well, if I if I crack the code, I'll let you know. But yeah, gonna, let me know. Look back. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, heaps of people are now focusing on experience. I've noticed this. I know before I said the demand isn't quite there to match the need, but there are plenty of organisations now focusing on experience and on vibe. And and I think I, I'm guessing um, it's because of things that have happened in the last couple of years where a lot of people or a lot of organisations have had their oh shit moment. Um, yeah. What are what are some easy wins for organisations if they're looking at the experience and that they want if they want to improve things right now? Is there anything you would advise or any tips you could give? Um, I think to loop back a little bit, one step. I think it depends on what industry you're in. Like I think some industries are better than others. And being from a tech background, I think um, maybe I'm exposed to a bit more than most. Um, my friends in the uh, healthcare system and, and teachers, et cetera, would probably totally disagree. Um, uh, I'll have a different viewpoint. Some quick wins. I think um, I mentioned it before, but I, I think it is a quick win, which is to look at what's already existing, you know, um, and enhance. And, and a quick win is to sort of focus in on those things that are or have naturally grown um, within an existing environment and it might just be that um, people have lunch at the same time every day or you know there's a culture that you go you know um, the dovetail office is in Surrey Hills so generally they will all go out and buy their lunch and then come back into the office to eat it and so you know there's an opportunity there to enhance that experience um, you know, by by adding something or looking at their local vendors that they like, et cetera, instead of coming in and like shoving a whole bunch of pre-made food that might not work for them. Um, or maybe there's like a little group who love to do board games um, on the side and you can bring those in to the space and like let that naturally develop itself. Or is it that, you know, they're a bunch of word nerds and they love news, you know, um, crosswords and so you can put something up on the wall that you know everyone fills it in as they walk past or you know like what are those little nuggets that are already existing that you can sort of latch onto um, rather than building everything from scratch I think let them let them guide and that's amazing I mean a lot of those ideas you've just you've just given will be gold for some people because I think they'll not only are they really clever and intelligent, they're empowering and I think they're free. Well, most of them are very low cost, yeah. they're free, which is which is cool. Always a winner. I know I need to do it. I need to steal my own ideas. I don't have a, a, <laughs> a crossword on the wall. I'm like, 
Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Well, when this podcast is out and it's published, I'll send it to you and maybe you'll get some ideas from yourself. It's great. Yeah. I'll quickly not put them up before before it gets released so I don't get caught out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like just looking to the people and what they what they naturally enjoy doing. And, that, you know, there's groups of people, oh, you know, they go for a run at lunchtime. They do this. Like there's stuff that's already there. There's a group of people who who have friendships or whatever they'll and it might be small but something to latch on to as a quick win and then it also helps to guide um the bigger initiatives and and help you learn what's going to land or um you know what what they're going to be drawn to brilliant excellent i've had a really good conversation i want to thank you for giving us not just a bunch of a bunch of ideas and helping me with my personal life with a collaboration with my daughter which I've taken notes for but uh, for sharing sharing what inspires you uh, and also sharing some really good insights uh, uh, on the startup world and, and how you can create a great vibe uh, thanks heaps Ferdy it's been a pleasure that went so you. fast are we done okay okay don't have to be we can keep going I'm happy I know to keep we can going. keep going come back for for rest, yeah. second episode yeah oh no thank you I appreciate the chat I always love talking about this stuff like it's so it's so powerful you know it seems sometimes on the surface mm. that you know you get a you're giving a lot of stuff or a pool table or whatever and you know like but the truth is that and maybe this is like another inspiration point like you have the ability to change people's whole days and put smiles on people's faces and like that's the that's the gold in this these types of roles that you know you can have real impact on how people feel and they take that back to their families and it makes them feel better and like it has this snowball effect um from from just sort of being able to care for a, a group of people and and help give them what they what they need and a bit of fun and a smile and um so yeah you know you I, I love talking about it because it excites me what do you think that allows people to do you know when they have that when they have that smile when they have that great experience, what does that open up for them? I, I love it, the fact that it deepens connections. You know, like if you're spending time in, in the afternoon hanging out with someone and, you know, it turns, the, the chat turns away from work into more personal relationships um, and, and then they become friends, you know, because you've given space for them to have those casual conversations. And then, then that loops around next time they're working together and trying to solve a problem, there's a layer of trust and understanding and they can get, they can bypass a whole bunch of the rubbish beforehand and like get to the crux of the problem. You know, like it just, it has, it has these, this flow on effect. Uh, and then they feel like they've achieved better things which makes them feel better which just makes them happier people and then the people around them are impacted by that happiness and you know you're not as angry at your kids that afternoon or you have a little bit more patience for your partner or so then they benefit and then like I don't know am I blowing this up too big I don't no, know. not at all I mean it's, it's, I mean it's all the insights right now people are people seem to be moving jobs for a better lifestyle I think I think that's the Australian dream is like lifestyle and people are moving for these things because they make a you make a huge difference you can go home yeah. and be a more patient person you can go home and, and and you know be more capable of more capable parent because you've had a, a smile during your day then that's huge i 
you're preaching to the converted on this because I love this yeah, stuff, know, but, by, but it is, it is, you know, people, people tell you that stuff all the time, you know, you get feedback from people and they say, you know, made a, made a difference. And I'm sure that's why you got such a lovely send off at Atlassian because you had made a difference in, in people's day to day. Yes. But their, their lives. Yeah, I hope so. I love those little stories like, you know, oh, my, we went to a family day and, and my kids saw this thing and they've been talking about it for weeks and all like this funny thing happened. The face paint went funny and they thought they were getting this and they actually got that. And oh gosh, like, you know, that was hilarious. And they talk about that for years, you know, like, yeah. and so you, but those experiences that you've crafted or, or you've given space for this thing, these things to happen, you know, like it embeds in, in family here, narratives and history and, and uh, rituals and um, yeah. So there is, there is a lot of power behind it and um, ultimately happy, happy people who feel like they are empowered and trusted and have strong feeling of belonging and connection with those that they're working with and for, like you're going to get a better outcome from them. You know, mm. you're going to get better work. You're going to get higher quality. So, it, you know, it, it's worth feeding, feeding that oh. in totally people who feel good do good and usually what's good for people is good for business so i agree what do you maybe one last question you know you've now had 10 i did to try to wrap you up and you keep, you keep, <laughs> so you keep giving gold so i'm not, I'm not going to stop i'm not going to keep keep you here you roll. yeah of course um but it you know you go back 10 years and looking back at what's changed but i thought maybe now try and look 10 years forward like what do you think vibe managers or experienced people will be doing in 10 years time or where do you see this profession progressing into the future i think we're going to be better at uncoupling ourselves from the thought that everybody needs the same thing I think it's super easy to produce like one thing and and assume that everyone is going to jam with that one style of event or work or communication whatever it happens to be I think in 10 years time we would have um, the next sort of stage is understanding how unique and individual everybody is in their lives, like their private lives, their work lives, the way they interact with the world, their likes and their dislikes, and um, providing more choice um, and, and flexibility in the way that we present experiences and workplaces. And I think we've seen that already, right, with like home and work and office first and remote first and whatever happens to be like there's it frustrates me actually when people argue either way like everyone should work remote every workplace should be remote I see that a lot on LinkedIn I'm like, actually there's a whole bunch of people who don't want that there's a whole bunch of people who would actually like to be in the office all or if most of the time just and then there's a whole bunch of people who never want to come in again and I think we need to, like, we will land somewhere in the middle. I think that's actually the only place to land personally um, because we are all different and we have all different needs. And I think in 10 years' time, we're going to be better at nailing that component of 
true flexibility, true choice on how we work. Um, and we might just be sort of, you know, in, in the midst of kicking that off. Well, it's going to be an exciting 10 years. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on it and I'll keep a close eye on what you do and, and what happens with Dovetail as well. Thanks very much. We're going to wrap you up now for the for the second time, but this time it was, it was far more fulfilling. Uh, <laughs> that's all good. Maybe when I edit it, I'll just do the one wrap up. I'm not sure. I've got two to choose from now, but, but, uh, but I'm, I'm just Same as... Look, I've given you choice, just like I promised. Oh, exactly. Don't even have to wait 10 years for it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, just as if not a little bit more grateful uh, uh, for for all your time here today and all of your insights and all your tips and tricks uh, that you shared with us Thank, thanks very much Verity thank you so much it was an absolute pleasure hope you picked up a few tips and ideas from this episode you can find Verity on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect and learn more also I recommend following Dovetail's journey as they grow and continue to do interesting things, particularly in Verity's team and role, of course. Now, that is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. And if you're looking for more content, resources, or ideas on workplace culture, engagement, or experience, then reach out to us at Exona. Until next time, see you.